Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hi, everyone. Hey. So today we are going to be talking about assumptions and how that can really impact our interactions with people. So let's just get started. Donovan, what are your thoughts about assumptions? Yeah, so the first couple things that come to mind are basically assumptions are a very natural thing, right? When we see a scenario, we want to piece together something that makes some sort of sense. However, the first thing that we come up with isn't always the right story. And in a lot of cases can actually cause problems uh, because, you know, once we make an assumption, we tend to act on that assumption. And Mm -hmm. then if someone else is also doing that, Mm -hmm. they can turn into this chain reaction back and forth where intentions get really mixed up, where both people are kind of seeing things that aren't really there. And then before you know it, there's, there's just all kinds of problems. The other thing is it doesn't even have to be interpersonal situations. That's probably where you see the biggest impact, mm-hmm. but there are other times where you just make certain assumptions about, uh, you know, like I should be able to cancel a flight and it should be fine. And then mm-hmm. you go check out the actual details and realize, Oh, there's all these fees and there's all this other stuff. Um, so different kinds of assumptions can, can come to bite us in different ways. However, they're somewhat useful, at least in terms of figuring out like what's a coherent story, right? Like piecing together something, but holding on to those and expecting them to be true and expecting every time we make an assumption to come to life and be reality is definitely not useful. Like that's going to cause problems all the time. What kind of thoughts do you have? No, I, I agree with a lot of what you just expressed and that assumptions are of every natural thing and that you never make assumptions ever again it's bad (laughs) it's it's almost like an impossible task for any human being to do because we all do make assumptions but we have to also I think the distinction that I want to have people be more aware of is understanding that yes you are going to make assumptions it's just kind of a natural human thing but to be aware that your assumption isn't necessarily true (laughs) that it is an assumption and maybe you don't know the full context of the situation or the person. So being inquisitive and curious, exploring a little more, if you are making assumptions, just more, it's more about like catching yourself an assumption. And sometimes you are limited with how much information you're given. So all you're left with is to make an assumption, but that's not always the case. So I think for me, I, I admit I, I'm a human being. I make assumptions about things. Like I made assumptions about people who, you know, bought out the whole stock of toilet paper from stores. I make the assumption that they're an a-hole, really. <laughs> they're selfish and not really looking out for other people. And I realize that's an assumption. It's a judgment against that person. And I don't know the full context of the story. Maybe they're buying it out for a homeless shelter or a senior center. I don't know, that could be possible. So it's just really being more understanding because you don't know the full context of everything going on in the world. Yeah. I think something that really helps me at least is trying to get into the headspace of the other person. So for that example, 
Mm -hmm. right? Perhaps it is a very uh, self-motivated, like, I need all of this now. Mm -hmm. But in their headspace, they're probably not also considering, right? The thought has maybe not crossed their mind that if I buy X amount, there's not going to be that much left for anyone else. Or if 20 of us buy these huge quantities, Mm -hmm. then a huge number of people are not going to have any, right? Right. So the assumption part, like that you were saying, where you feel like they're kind of, I don't know, being rude. Mm -hmm. It may have never crossed their mind how it's impacting other people. So I think that's like one of the best ways to try to like unwind some of our assumptions a little bit is to try to figure out what possible headspace could another person be in to take this sort of action. Because a lot of times, even though you may not agree with it, you can at least see kind of what's going on with someone else or how they possibly could have gotten into that headspace. Now, that doesn't automatically make it like, wow, cool. Now it's awesome that everyone bought up everything. But (laughs) it can at least help unravel the assumptions a little bit, which is like, you know, in that scenario, hey, these people are intentionally doing something rude or intentionally doing something that doesn't benefit the community. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things, at least for me, that helps when I can catch myself. Yeah, no, I think that's a really great point because they're – Probably, I, I mean, I can't speak for anyone. That's an assumption in itself, but they're probably not. The, I really feel like being an a-hole today. <laughs> it's like, screw everyone else. <laughs> but really, they're, maybe they're dealing with fear of like, you know, I don't know when I'm going to be able to buy toilet paper again. And so I need to stock up for as much as possible. And maybe it is coming from fear. But again, I don't, I don't know what another person is thinking so I can't be really making those assumptions yeah there is a distinction that I wanted to draw to that I think is interesting which is scenarios in which our assumptions are kind of just uh they they, we can't solve them like we can't figure out more information like you were saying like unless we track down one of those people and ask them a bunch of questions we won't know what the motivations are and then there's other scenarios and I think these are the ones that tend to happen in inter- interpersonal situations that cause a lot more problems mm-hmm. uh, where we actually are talking to someone or have access to someone right. and make assumptions without clarifying or asking to make sure those are true. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big difference between those two kinds of scenarios, at least in the case that you can get more information. So just making an assumption and running with it when you don't even have to, when you have the option to say, I assume you mean this, right? Like you can ask something like that mm-hmm. and just having that check will catch whatever percentage of time those assumptions are actually wrong. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I try to catch myself a little more, especially, you know, with people that are in my everyday to day life, whether it's a coworker or a family member or your significant other, it's, it's important because you are going to versus like the person who might've stole all the toilet paper, you're probably never going to see that person again. But for people that you do see regularly and consistently, like I'll give you an example from my own uh, relationship where I remember when we first started dating, uh, he was working a ton of hours, like 60 hours a week. And it was driving me crazy because in my head, it felt like, you know, he's making work a bigger priority than me and I'm not that important and he doesn't really care about me. And that was my assumption of what was going on. But in reality, it was just, you know, all that was really happening was that he was just working 
a lot and he had really no control over that. And that doesn't mean he doesn't care about me given that he's working so much. And when I finally like figured it, it took me like a week. <laughs> I like got present to that idea. I could let go of being upset with him over this assumption that he doesn't care about me. And that really helped our relationship, obviously. <laughs> For that specific scenario, I'd be curious if you came to that realization just on your own or if you had like an actual conversation about it because I see two different ways right of like hey I can reframe this and then there's also the path of hey let me just ask I have this assumption that I'm not getting cared about right now mm-hmm. how true is that and obviously there's no significant others you be like yeah you're right I don't care about you but you know, <laughs> maybe that's true and maybe that would be a good indicator that you should break up <laughs> but that would be better than not knowing making an assumption yep. being like he doesn't sure. care but not actually assessing it if it's real or not (laughs) yeah Uh, so actually how that um, I came to that realization was not on my own I was I was in this event actually through Landmark it was a guest event and the leader was talking about blind spots and how things are out of our view we're making assumptions kind of like how we have these assumptions and filters and judgments about everyone and I don't remember what exactly he said but there was like a moment And there was this, like, at the same time, my mother was really upset at my father because she was like, oh, he doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. And she's, like, getting really worked up and upset about it. And I was like, mom, you don't even, like, realize what dad is, like, dealing with and everything that's going on in his life. And for some reason, it, like, didn't occur to me that I was doing the same exact thing as she was. (laughs) And it happened in that event where, like, someone was sharing and talking and then it just, like, dawned on me I was like oh my god I'm being (laughs) and being like I'm making all these assumptions like he doesn't care and all of this um making it mean like yeah he doesn't care and in reality is he is the example I use is like he's I'm in this rowboat and he's like in the water drowning in front of me and I'm getting upset with him because he's not helping me row this boat, <laughs> the relationship boat. But in reality, I, I realize, you know, I'm very being self-absorbed and focusing on, on all my feelings and not really being present to like what it is that he's dealing with. So instead of just like lending him in a hand or a lifesaver, I'm, I'm just getting angry at him for not helping me row this boat. So that helped me be more understanding and compassionate for whatever that he was dealing with. Yeah, so I heard a couple things, um, one of which was the, the initial frame that you kind of had um, was very like internal or felt internal. And once you were able to move it external and kind of include, hey, I need to see what this other person is feeling and experiencing, mm-hmm. that helped open up um, away from the assumption and into, you know, a more... I don't want to say truthful because no one was lying, a more realistic... <laughs> right. <laughs> right yeah and it's not about like who's right and who's wrong it's just like perspectives are perspectives and different perspectives and you have to let go of that your perspective is the right perspective (laughs) and it could only be this way when you don't know the full picture of everything going on i feel like and you can tell me if you feel differently but Mm -hmm. assumptions are most at least for me most often present in the relationships that I'm 
close to other people with like people I know well I expect to be able to predict their intentions because I know them really well right so I have to tread extra carefully with the people I know because I've interacted with them so much like I've gotten really good at at kind of the outside you know toilet paper thieves of like (laughs) okay I have I don't know what they're thinking like I have a lot more uh, (laughs) habit built around just Mm -hmm. like okay, I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't know why this guy just cut me off. He might have not seen me. I don't know. I really don't know. But the people I'm close with, mm-hmm. I have to work extra hard because mm-hmm. I have this whole history, all this framework, all this information about this person mm-hmm. so that when things happen, it's a lot faster for me to go, oh, they meant this. Even mm-hmm. though it's just as likely to be wrong as when I'm doing it with uh, these you know, strangers or random people. I'd be curious if that maps for you at all, or if it's just me and I need to work on this. (laughs) No, I have, I have the same exact experience. And I think because you have more history with that person, you, you do tend to make more assumptions because you've been around that person longer. But at the same time, I think when you're making a certain assumption, you're acting a certain way based on that assumption. And therefore it almost feeds the behavior of them continuing to be however they are being because you're acting a certain way. So if you're acting like, oh, this this person like Aunt Judy is such a, a bee. <laughs> She's always so cold and mean to me. Um, and then you're in response being like really cold and mean. And then therefore she, maybe she was just having a really bad day and she was like said something in reaction like a couple times where she was dealing with some medical condition or whatever she was doing, maybe abuse, who knows whatever she's dealing with. And then you're acting like a bee because she's acting like a bee. <laughs> and it's like a loop of just being mean and hostile towards each other versus being like, hey, I get you're really upset. Did I really do something to upset you? Or what is it, what's going on in your life? Because I, I do care about you and I don't want us to have like this difficult, strained relationship. So you know, what can we do? Exploring versus being like, I don't even want to talk to her at family reunions. <laughs> get, away, get away from her. Because if you're in that stage, you can be responsible for your side of it. You know, maybe Aunt Judy will be keep being Aunt Judy, but you get to decide how you want to be about it. Yeah, I think that is like the main difference between resolving problems and figuring out the roots and working together and just coming to some kind of good place as opposed to letting things escalate and grow. Like every question that you ask gets you a little bit closer to figuring out what they actually mean and intended. It's possible you find out that it's like, hey, this person is being a bee because they're just being and they don't like you. Or like, you know, you may find out that your assumption or whatnot is right, but most of the time, it's not going to be. Mm -hmm. And it actually reminds me of, I, I won't give too many details for the people involved, but Uh, Two people that I know Mm -hmm. um, who have a very long history of just agitation towards each other. Mm. One of the people went to a lot of therapy, counseling, figured out a lot of tools, a lot of different things. So their mindset, their whole approach to life is completely different. Now, in the past, they were very combative towards other people. Mm. Uh, But now they're very, very loving. Like they have very much changed their demeanor and they don't hold any ill will towards this other person. Based on how many years that thing built up, mm-hmm. the second person cannot let go of the things in the past and mm-hmm. has assumptions now that even when this first person is doing something nice or kind or helpful, 
they won't accept it because they have all these assumptions built up from the past. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like, if someone was terrible to you in the past, throw it away. That's not what I'm saying because actual actions and how people treat you do matter. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to see as an outside observer kind of this set of assumptions going on because I know, you know, I've interacted very closely with both of them. And I know the one person has genuinely changed their outlook and their approach to dealing with people. And part of what they want to do is make amends for things or problems that have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. But this other person will not, I would guess that this never gets resolved because the assumptions from this person are even when the actions are nice, it's some sort of fake shell that's going to unravel. And then there's going to be this, uh, conflict or this you know sneaky underpinning to whatever is going on so that's an interesting thing for me to observe observed from the outside yeah that's you know i i i can understand like both persons perspective of you know that person has changed they've really grown and developed over time and this person you know this person is dealing with a lot of hurt and pain from whatever happened in the past and yeah maybe he or she is not able to to let that go and you know I can't blame him or her uh, for for whatever they're dealing with but at the same time I kind of it, it takes me back to the idea of like when you're angry with someone or upset over something that happened in the past it's it's really just like you know that saying of you know wanting poison for that other person but you're drinking it yourself and you know, yeah, you can be angry with that person. And yeah, maybe they did a really shitty thing and totally valid to be angry at them. Not saying it's not valid to be angry at them, but, you know, you get to decide if you want that to continue to impact yourself and moving forward. Yeah, so <laughs> that's on, then people get to decide that for themselves. And I don't know, maybe it'll take five years, 10 years, maybe never, but, you know, it's their choice of whether or not they want to stew in that grudge. Yeah, definitely that part of being able to kind of choose whether or not you forgive people and paying attention to history is not the part that I'm trying to highlight. The main, the main focus uh, is just that regardless of what this person does since they've changed, right. they're, they're actively trying to make yeah. amends and bridge the relationship. Right. But nothing they can do, at least at this point, like you said, who knows how long or if ever, right. seems kind because this other person is making assumptions about the true intentions. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of other stuff going on. But the, the main point I'm trying to highlight is because of these assumptions, which mm-hmm. I would say are most likely untrue, it'd be a very long, intricate con if this person was really trying to right. set up their whole life as change just to get yeah. at this one person. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but the, the second person is never going to see that until... Mm-hmm she's able to unravel some of these assumptions or at least challenge them. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, whether or not she wants to explore that for herself. I'm curious, like, what do you do specifically when you feel like people are making assumptions about you and you can't like break free of that assumption because of maybe they're seeing you from how you used to be in the past. Hmm. So what do you do? The main tool that I try to use is actually asking questions. I mean, assuming somebody says something and mm-hmm. it doesn't map onto my experience right. of who I'm trying to be or what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I try to ask questions uh, in two different ways. One, one piece is basically what interaction, what experience, what 
words? Like, what have I done that you interpreted that way? Like, what yeah. are you keying off of to take this interpretation? Right. Because that question usually opens up, you know, oh, I, well, I saw you walking away when I was trying to talk to you mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then from there, I can say, oh, I didn't even hear you. Like, I <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yes. So that's that's one piece is kind of asking a question just around what action or what has happened. The other part is basically trying to get to some sort of a solution or a preference, right? Because sometimes basically it's the action maps correctly, mm-hmm. but it doesn't match my intention. So I need to ask some questions around like, what behavior could I change, right? It's not explaining what happened. It's saying, okay, no, that is definitely what I was doing. Mm -hmm. What can I do instead so that you don't feel this way? So for example, if, Mm -hmm. you know, my significant other is feeling like she's being ignored, Mm -hmm. then I can ask like, okay, I don't feel like I'm ignoring you. I'm not trying to ignore you. What actions do you need to see to feel like you're not being ignored? So those are the two kind of approaches that I tend to go for if, if I can manage to catch myself and not be like, what, what are you talking about? I'm not like that. <laughs> right, yeah. On that note, I'd be curious if you have anything different or that you, that you do. Yeah, I, I don't always take, I, I like what you do about taking an action, exploring like, you know, you feeling ignored, what would have it that, would feel like I'm not ignoring you to be clear on what that is because you know you might have a different idea versus the other person. So I like that. I don't always I don't always do that. I do kind of go into more of like explaining or and also trying to understand like what I do kind of like understand what do you mean by like this? You're saying this. Why why do you think that? And like this, this was my intention. I try to be clear on my intention. This was my action. This was my intention. I don't know if that got lost in translation. Maybe I wasn't quite clear on what I meant. So this is really what I meant if there was a conflict. But for some people, um, you know, you don't always get the time to, you know, go into explanation. They make an assumption and then maybe you never see them again. For me, I feel like, you know, there's some things that I I'm involved in like organizations or just my profession in general, just being a naturopathic doctor. People, <laughs> people are always making assumptions about, you know, us being like quack doctors or hippie doctors or, you know, not legit. And then, you know, I also do, I do CrossFit and then there's a whole bunch of assumptions about that where it's, you know, it's about hurting yourself. And I have the entirely opposite experience of that where they're really, my experience is like they're trying to like protect you from hurting yourself and really focus on technique. And then also I'm involved in um, Landmark, which is like a personal and professional development programs that is worldwide. And <laughs> there's so many assumptions about that too, of it being, you know, a cult or a multi-level marketing scheme, which is weird because, you know, I don't get paid to talk about it. So <laughs> that would be a terrible scheme. But just like all these assumptions, and I feel like in a way I've developed a thick skin and that, you know, people are going to believe what they are going to believe. And that's where I try to have like compassion and understanding and that like, yeah, they're human. They're going to make assumptions and this is what it does. And I, I try not to let it upset me 
because before it definitely would upset me because you don't know me. How dare you? You're just making assumptions. All of that would get me upset. I mean, it still happens once in a while, but I think I'm better at, you know, okay, they have like a limited view and, you know, whatever their view is, maybe they had like a small glimpse. So they made this assumption and, you know, not everyone's willing to explore their assumptions <laughs> and get clarity around their assumptions. And I have to just accept that this is how humans are sometimes. And it kind of goes back to, you know, upset about them for always making assumptions and not really getting clarity. And I could just stay upset about that. But then I realized, you know, that was just caused my own suffering and annoyance and frustration. And I don't want that either. So I'm just gonna, you know, if they want clarity, I'm happy to answer questions to have them get a better, fuller understanding of all the various organizations or programs or my profession <laughs> that I do but I try not to let it get me. And I realize what helps me the most is really, I know people making assumptions aren't usually the ones involved in like my programs. They haven't, they've never done CrossFit. They've never done Landmark. They've never gone to a naturopathic doctor. <laughs> so I realize they're making these some assumptions even though they've never even explored it themselves. So that's all that they have. And I know what I do as a doctor works. It makes a difference for hundreds of people, it makes them feel better. And the same thing goes for the other things. All of these things improve my life in so many different ways. So I will completely vouch for it. If I didn't believe in it, then I wouldn't be doing it. And people are going to just think what they're going to think. But that doesn't stop me from doing what I, I love and I care about. Yeah, I think there's basically like a couple things that I picked up from what you were saying, which mm -hmm. is one, like, when somebody makes an assumption about you or something you do, like you said, chances are they don't have that much experience with whatever the thing is, mm -hmm. right? Because we all kind of have models of concepts we've only heard about a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like I was saying before, it's enough to help you make a coherent story, but whether or not that story and how you throw that on to other people is mm -hmm. accurate shouldn't impact us. Like we should try our best. I mean, it's easier said than done. Right. But when other people have this just three pieces of information, oh, now I'm making a whole story about it. And they layer that on us when we have the full picture, right? Like, that shouldn't have that much impact, right? It'd be like if somebody just off the street said to me like, oh, I think you're bad at your job. It's like, you don't even know what, I'm, what I do for a living. <laughs> I don't even know what I do. <laughs> What's going on? And it's a different, <laughs> you know, it's a different level because sometimes people say things that hit a little bit closer to home. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's the same type of thing. You have all the information. Mm -hmm. You know the kind of person you are, what you're involved in, what these programs do, what the outcomes are, et cetera, et cetera. Someone else may not have any amount of information. So when I run into stuff like that, mm -hmm. it's been a lot easier for me to digest in that way and kind of push it all the way to the extreme, like that example that I said, where I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know what I do. So like, how could you possibly, like what, I can't value this opinion because it's not backed by knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. Do you feel like people do make assumptions about you and your line of work or your company that you work for? Not so much in my direct line of work. However, mm -hmm. having done uh, another YouTube channel, about rap and making rap music there were all kinds all kinds of uh colorful language and comments and actually honestly genuinely one of the best ways for me to like increase my resilience or have increased my resilience is 
having that YouTube channel and seeing all those comments and seeing all those assumptions. Like the first year or two were really rough because these random people would leave me a comment, something super rude, and I would dwell on it for days. Like, what? Why did they say that? I can't believe that they, that they think this about me. Like, that's not what I'm trying to be. And then after, you know, enough time passed, I started to realize that these are not important. These comments are not important. They don't mean anything. That's another way that, another thing that has helped me deal with assumptions is recognizing that the actual impact is zero. There's no impact. And if I really don't want those comments for that specific example, I can delete them. I can remove them forever. Right. Yeah. So there's no there's no impact. These people are completely unknown. But for many assumptions from people that are not in my direct relationship group, their assumption about me has no impact. So that helped. But also just the frequency, just the volume of like, this sucks. And like, you didn't research anything before doing this. You you don't know anything about anything. You are trying to be this certain kind of person that I'm not. All that stuff, just seeing it constantly Mm -hmm. really helped me Mm -hmm. get a grasp. Um, You know, it was was rough. It took some work. But now I'm much more prepared uh, for certain assumptions. But yeah, as far as my actual work goes, there's not not that many assumptions. It's pretty straightforward. Just people assume that I know what I'm doing, and I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I could see that. And I think, you know, there is something, what you said, there is something about repeated exposure is beneficial to the, you know, the online bullying and the just negative comments and people are just mean and rude. And you realize, you know, I get that too sometimes. And I'm like, what the heck? And then I feel bad. And then I realize, you know, it's like, what type of people just spend their day making negative comments on things? It's like, clearly they're not really up to big things. So they have all this time to just spew negativity out on um, content when you're trying to do a good thing for the world. (laughs) And you you just be like, you know, it's their opinion and they can have their opinion. It doesn't have to impact me and make me feel like less than than whatever I am. And that it doesn't necessarily stop me from doing the thing that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm a little bit better at basically thinking about what kind of communication tools does this other person have? What kind of thought processes do they have? As far as seeing these comments and being like, okay, what kind of person would do this? Who would write this? Like, what do they have going on in their life that this is the thing that they think is the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. They've got to be having a pretty rough time. Because I assume they communicate with many people this way, which Mm -hmm. is probably off-putting to most people they communicate with, right? So, like, I'm able to kind of uh, look at the bigger picture and get in their shoes and kind of figure out what's going on. Obviously, I have to make some assumptions, so I don't really know what's going on. But there's a little bit of, like, okay, this person is probably not having a good time in general. Mm -hmm. And that's helped me um, diffuse some of the feelings for that. Before I did that, though, I definitely, when I would get those comments, I would go look at their YouTube channel and see what they had put out. <laughs> right. And <laughs> never, never was anyone rude or mean that had any kind of anything that created any content, had any subscribers, had anything. It was just people out there, you know, running around leaving rude comments. And then maybe it put up one or two videos that were like right. not well thought out. I'm trying to be as nice as possible. <laughs> I get that. And I think it's like the more you want to achieve in life or the bigger game that you want to play or the more people that you want to impact in the world, 
you're gonna get more. <laughs> that comes with a lot of like those type of comments and negativity and it can either like stop you from pursuing those dreams or you can choose to be like, hey, this is this is just people. <laughs> this is this is how they are. And actually I what you said about the um, assumptions on your YouTube channel. What it had me think of was um, I created a couple years ago, I created a project around masculinity and it was to, you know, help. I'm not saying that like men are bad or wrong or like <laughs> I don't even want to go talk. This. It was a very, very sensitive subject and my goal was to just be understanding of men and just like understand like all the pressures that they're dealing with in life of being like this macho man where they can't express feelings and emotions and they can only like be angry was the only feeling that they could have and you know that that i felt like led to feelings of isolation and loneliness and depression and maybe addiction and you know when they're not able to share whatever it is that they're dealing with or struggling with um and that that would have a negative impact on their health so i just wanted to explore it not to say that I'm an expert in masculinity, which I put in my disclaimers everywhere <laughs> that I'm not claiming to be an expert, but it got a lot of like backlash from, from men. <laughs> um, some, and I realized, you know, initially I was just like, you didn't even read what I was trying to say, <laughs> like what I'm trying to accomplish here. You just read that, you know, I'm hosting an event with a man. I never, I was like, there's no way I'm going to host these events on my own as a woman. I'm going to have a male co-host for any of these events. And it's just a dialogue between men and women about masculinity. And that's what it is um, to just create more understanding. And it would just like some people, most, mostly positive responses, but there were some people that didn't respond so well and were really upset with me. It's like, you can't, you don't know what it's like to be a man. You never, you will never know. And I was like, I know I will never know be a man. I completely agree with that. Um, but instead of being reactive about it, I realized, you know, there must have been something in his past to be so upset with me, to have what I'm doing so triggering. Like I'm trying to claim your masculinity or tell you how to be a man. And that's not what this was about. But clearly, like there was some trigger in what I was trying to do that, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to like reduce suicide <laughs> really it's my goal um but maybe it didn't occur to him in that way yeah yeah i think it's very common and, and i'm probably guilty of this as well but just don't catch it all the time but i think it's very common to get like i've been talking about before just a couple pieces of information key off of those and then jump in uh, right. it reminds me what you were saying reminded me i have a video or a piece of content that's about a couple reasons not to impose your values on other people. Mm -hmm. And one of the comments is something along the lines of, okay, so we should just be able to kill everyone. Yeah. Right. It's like, that is not even close what? to what this is about. Like you, did you, you just read the titles, don't impose your values, then extrapolated that into the most extreme ridiculous case. And I think that's really common. And I, 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 I think it's very possible that I'm also guilty of this and just don't notice the times when I key off of a couple pieces of information and jump in. But definitely on the other side of it, like looking out at the world, I see that everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a huge way to get yourself into trouble in terms of uh, not like actual trouble, but like you were saying, basically saying something mm -hmm. which doesn't map onto the intentions or the content or 
anything at all, really, besides just some story that you've concocted out of one or two pieces of information. Right. Yeah. I think the bigger thing that I pitch, like, I get that I'm never going to stop making assumptions, but I think the important thing is if I feel like I'm upset about something or frustrated or angry, and I'm not, I don't always do this, I admit, there's some things that I'm really angry about, but just being like, okay, do I really get the full picture of what's going on? Can I really even get the full picture? Who would I need to talk to to get the full picture? And what questions would I have to ask? And what would that look like? So that doesn't always happen, but I think catching myself in the frustrations or upsets is, is kind of a good indicator that, oh, you know, if I'm upset about something, then I'm probably not always, but most likely making an assumption. Yeah, because uh, at least for me, a lot of times when I catch myself in that position, mm-hmm. it's because I've added this story. Mm-hmm. And then the story, I haven't bothered to get the full picture but that story, for whatever reason, I don't know why this happens. Maybe maybe I make some positive assumptions, but I don't think so. <laughs> Mostly those stories end up being this very mm-hmm. negative right. uh, attack. Like I'm being attacked or some sort, some, something bad is happening to me is like the default. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree with that. When I, when I catch myself in a very negative place, a mm-hmm. lot of times there's some trail of assumptions that has led me to that point. Right. Yeah. Just to touch on that one last little time I do think it is a very very valuable skill at least for me to for those external circumstances where it is so ambiguous to be able to see the frame that I'm using right Mm -hmm. because I only have one piece of information or whatever and see what I'm turning that into Mm -hmm. and then also explore other possibilities like going back to the traffic thing like getting cut off Mm -hmm. great maybe the person did it on purpose but maybe they didn't. And just seeing those two, those separate paths, just opening up that assumption to other possibilities, mm-hmm. that has helped me immensely. It's totally different skill than doing it interpersonally, I feel like, because that's more of communication and getting stronger communication. But this framing stuff for me personally has made an absolutely monumental difference in just my day-to-day feelings. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I like to, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt if I can, you know, if they cut me off. But another, adding on to that, what also helps me is realizing, you know, I probably cut people off too, and I don't even realize it. <laughs> and actually, there are some times where I accidentally cut people off and I feel bad, but yeah. it was an accident. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> and so I, if you're going to make an assumption, you know, just if you are, <laughs> they didn't intend to or... Maybe they're bleeding externally and they need to rush to the hospital. So they (laughs) they have to like cut you off. I don't know. There's so many different scenarios. I think a lot of us tend to go to the worst case scenario where like they're just being a jerk and they intentionally try to like be an a-hole about that. And that's not necessarily always the case. And I can't really give a percentage on, you know, how many people are intentionally trying to be a jerk. And if they are intentionally trying to be a jerk, then, you know, there's something from their history or their past that has them be that way. So <laughs> try to have compassion for whatever, you know, shit that they've dealt with in the past to make them a jerk in the present if, if they are a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. For those situations, we're never going to get the mm-hmm. right answer. We're never going to get the right. truth out of it. Yeah. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. the only impact of your assumption is on yourself. Mm-hmm. So 
if that with that being the case, then there's really no reason to go to these negative interpretations because all we're doing, mm-hmm. like you were saying, is hurting ourselves, right? It doesn't, it doesn't. If that guy cuts you off and drives off, you, you're not going to see him again. Right. So whether you want to believe that it was intentional and be pissed about it for five hours, or if you mm-hmm. want to believe that it was an accident and it happens, oh, yeah. that's that's the only person impacted by that is you, unless you like chase him down the highway and <laughs> <laughs> have a terrible you're choice. But, <laughs> but the only impact, the only person that mm. that has an impact on is you. So there's no, I mean, there's no reason to stick with these negative assumptions. All right, that's actually all I have. That's, no, I think that's a good way to, to end it. And I completely agree. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com. And you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch you next time. time.